Hey everyone, and welcome to The Bunkhouse, a show where veterans get to share their journey in IT and cybersecurity. I'm your host, John, and I'm an active duty Marine, so any opinion expressed on this show is of mine and not of military regulation or policy. So now that all the uh, formalities are done, welcome to episode two of The Bunkhouse. I have my guest here, Eric Jansen. Worked with him, what, almost two years now, Eric? Yeah. yeah. Probably pr- pretty close to it. Super smart guy. Uh, but before we get into talking about him, I do have a little plug for another podcast. Um, if you enjoy this show and you want to see and you want to hear some more technical guys talk about some stuff with technology, um, go over and, and try to find the Phoenix Cast. Um, it's a podcast about cybersecurity, technology, and innovation issues in the military. Um, you can find it on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts um, as well. So reach out there, follow them, listen to them. They got some good stuff to talk about. All right. Now back to Eric. So Eric, tell us a little bit about yourself. Kind of introduce yourself to, to the, to the audience here. Uh, Well, I'm Eric Jansen. I've been around uh, the IT world since the uh, late nineties. I'm on the show because obviously I was a prime military. So I was in the Marine Corps a long time ago. And that's kind of where I got my start in IT and what uh, got me to where I am today. So, but I've uh, pretty much been all over um, commercial and government, you know, as far as uh, my niche in the IT world, which is mainly directory services and DNS and I mean, Microsoft platforms type technology. So, but now I've been doing it for over 20 years and I think I'm, I've been doing all right. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, that's it's uh, kind of me in a nutshell. I like what I do, so I'm still doing it. Oh, yeah, that's definitely one thing that I, I noticed about you when we first met, man, just the passion that you have, getting it done, making sure people are learning how to do it as well, so it's not just one person, right? You try to teach everybody at the same time, because I would definitely say over the last two years, man, like, I've learned a ton of stuff from you, man. Like, I thought I knew a little bit about some, like, Active Directory and DNS and group policy management, man, but no, you came in and you, you definitely have taught me a lot of stuff, I, and, I, and I definitely appreciate that knowledge. So, yeah, you, go ahead. You, yeah, I was going to say, you just, you, you, like, learning is never, it's a, it's a never-ending cycle. So, it's the, like, you, there's no, nobody knows it all. You, you can't possibly. It's like, I, I mean, really, if, even if you're at it 24-7, you can't keep your nose above water. I mean, there's just too much. It's Technology just moves too fast. So, all you can do is try, you know. No, absolutely, but, man. It's like. Even like in the military, like our stuff doesn't change as fast as it does like in the civilian sector. But at the same time, we still have to try to keep up to date as well. So yeah, like it's it's even always changing for us too, man. Like and and you know, there's always stuff coming in and out of our environment. So making sure that everybody knows how to do those things definitely makes a difference. So what are what I, what are what's your favorite? thing that you do right the subject that you work with them like whatever it is platforms whatever what is what is your favorite thing well i mean so by definition at microsoft i'm a platforms engineer but that's a real wide realm i mean we got platforms guys that do hyper v and guys that just do clustering or they specialize they have other different specialties but i i personally like powershell is one of them but that, and I, I picked that, I'd probably pick that one because it's such a, you can do PowerShell coding for almost everything. So if you like directory or DNS or laps or 
whatever it may be, um, even if there's not PowerShell functions for it, there's, you know, .NET, then um, you could build your own functions, you know? So I, I like, I don't know, I, I like PowerShell, but it, it, it covers so many other different technologies. So, and then with PowerShell, if you have a great understanding of a, another technology, it's just that much easier to, to code for, you know, depending on what you're trying to do. So, but yeah, I'd probably pick, I'd probably say PowerShell. Yeah, no, I, I, I would definitely agree with, with what you said about like PowerShell. You can literally use it almost on anything that you're trying to do, whether it be automating administration for exchange or DNS or just events or whatever, right? Like there's a ton of stuff that, that PowerShell does and over, over the past few years, that's probably one of the biggest things that I have learned from you, Eric, is just getting into PowerShell and learning it and, and just understanding it because it's definitely helped us out a lot. So, yeah, there's, there's so many things that people do over and over and over and over. And I'm like, all right, man, just take the take the time, invest in yourself, learn it. And then if you know you're going to do something 10, 15 times, not even that many, but a lot of times you guys will do stuff 10, 15 times in a row, even if it's over the course of a year or two years. But if you're going to do it you know, two, three times, just spend that little bit of upfront time automating it. So you just you're not wasting your time the next time. So I don't know. Can you give us a few examples on, on, on some things that you would recommend get like automating, like repetitive tasks, like simple ones that administrators could definitely automate. Oh, well, if you're going to reproduce an issue in a lab, I mean, you could build out a basic lab and then you could just deploy the lab. Um, Just, just like in Azure, you know, everything's all automated. So you can deploy, you know, pre-built VMs and configurations. And I mean, uh, even if you're not in the cloud and you're, you're still on-prem, you have the same functionality, even, in, and even like with PowerShell, let's say, you know, you have a VMware module for PowerShell. So, all right. So if you have that and then you, you know, so now you can, even if you build your virtual machine template and then you can still deploy it with, you know, the PowerShell module for VMware, start deploying all your boxes. And then once your boxes are built, you can deploy all the, the setup you know, your deployer forest or, de- I mean, it depends on what you're trying to, um, what you're trying to do in your reproduction, um, or, or for your lab, if you're trying to reproduce an issue, but I mean, if lab building is a big one, you know, it's a super, a super common thing that people do. Or if you, um, let's say you're going to go do some sort of, you know, exercise or something. And then, uh, like the military, they do all kinds of exercises, right? So, if they're going to do an exercise and then build something up and then get rid of it when they're done, they just, you know, aren't deploy, you know, deploy everything for your exercise. When you're done, just tear it down, save what you need, you know? So it's just super common. Just, I mean, I was, you know, teaching this one kid one time. I'm like, well, you know, what do you do a lot of, let's see how we can make PowerShell work for you. And, you know, I guess it was years ago. It's probably, this is probably 10 years ago. Now he, he's like, well, I unlock a lot of accounts. I was like, all right, so let's let's figure out how we can unlock an account with PowerShell. And then like, all right, well, okay, so uh, all right, well, is this guy's account locked out? Yes, all right. Well, it's a locked out. Then you unlock it, and then you check it to make sure it's unlocked. I mean, it's just, you know, very basic. You got to, you know, start with the basics, but, you know, his mind was blown, you know, and they just press this little button, hit play, or, you know, he could just run the function from the command line or script or however you want to do it. Um, and then his life got easier, 
So, and then a lot, a lot of it's just, all you got to do is, you know, when I, I do a lot of training, right? So I try to plant that seed, but uh, I swear there's been a couple times where I've planted this seed of uh, basic PowerShell knowledge. And then I'd come back to this customer site a year later. And I swear, I swear that guys, you know, some, some of the guys are just better than I am. And I'm just, you know, mind blown at, at how focused they were and, and, and how good they got in such a short period of time. So, but I mean, it does help when you have someone teaching you like how it all works. Yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't have that. So I just kind of had to read books, read tutorials, read blogs, watch YouTube videos. You know, I never had any formal PowerShell training. So I just kind of figured it out on my own. But, you know, if you have any programming knowledge, it'll, you know, they all, a lot of it translates. So going between different languages, just the syntax is different for the most part. So I don't know. It's been an extremely valuable tool um matter of fact i think it was what two three weeks ago i had a guy i was working with who out of the blue randomly just um uh sent me a message on uh yeah, linkedin he's like hey man i, I really want to say thank you for sitting down and teaching me you know when you're out working with me for a few weeks when i was doing this customer engagement and he's a security guy and we're he needed to do all these different things uh for these environmental assessments that he was doing and i'd show him all you know i'd show him all this stuff and and then he's just been at it and this is this was like this is probably almost two years ago last time we we're going a year and a half ago because of the covid yeah but out of the blue he, he he messages me he's like hey man thank you so much like in comparison to my peer group it's like everybody they just don't compare you know he's uh he he, he so he was super thankful and i, I thought that was interesting uh, that I just randomed out of blue, got this LinkedIn message. So I, I thought that was kind of cool, but yeah, yeah no, that, that's awesome. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, like that's probably one of the biggest things is like when you teach somebody something and then they reach out and you, you, you're probably not even thinking about them or anything like that at the time. And they reach out and they're like, Hey man, thank you. I appreciate everything. Um, no, that's, that's definitely, that's awesome, man. So if you could take, one thing from your experiences in, in the Marine Corps, what would you say has gotten you to where you are today? That's, that's helped you get there. Ooh, well, <laughs> I don't know. I, it just, a lot of it has to do with your upbringing. You know, so, you know, I was in uh, third battalion, second Marines. So it was a, a, a very competitive, we were very competitive. It's in the, it's well, for those that don't know, it's a, an infantry battalion based out of Camp Lejeune. Um, but I was a, a comm guy in, in three, two uh, years ago before we had, we didn't really have much as far as technology went back then. Um, and, you know, we go to the field, it'd be, you know, you had a laptop and a hub and a printer and, you know, if the, if they could print, they're happy. Now it's far, far more uh, advanced, oh, but, oh yeah, but I would, you know, just the competitive nature, just trying to, you know, every, if you had to work, I had to work so hard and then you had to, you know, be physically, mentally, and, you know, so you're working these 14, 15 hour days and it was pretty consistent. We we're working unreal hours and days. And then, you know, then trying to keep up with the physical demands of PT and then, you know, the field ops and then, you know, all this stuff. So it was the best shape I've ever been in my life. I and mean, then the, probably the most, I'm not gonna say the most hours I've worked because uh, since then uh, I've, I've put in some, I put in my time to try to get where I'm at, but, um, but that was a great, great start that. And I mean, 
having good mentors, you know, like, you know, I, I went in and there's two guys I worked with. I still talk to both of them today, um, both in the IT world. One of them is the, you know, the CISO of the Department of Justice right now. And then another one works at a, a, a high-end bank doing some ultra uh, complex uh, stuff for these banks. The, the bank security is pretty, pretty unreal. But um, now having good mentors, being super competitive, just trying to you know, keep up with everybody just made a big deal because the unit that you're in also uh, shapes you, you know, I, and I see that just traveling around when I've been to different units around all kinds of branches of the military, you know, I just see, depending on where you go, they could be super disciplined or they could be super lazy, you know, so it just depends. But I thought just the upbringing, you know, being in three, two, and then, you know, having to be competitive and, and super sharp. Uh, I think that had a big impact on me. So yeah, no, I, I totally understand, man. Like, cause I, I was with Victor one eight a while, but a few years back and, and, and deployed with them. And I definitely understand like being with an infantry battalion and, and seeing and, and starting to understand what you do and how it affects the individual, like the actual, the user, right. The customer, if you would. Um, and if you don't do your job the right way or, or as close to perfect as possible, and that's just as a, as a communication team as a whole, not just as IT or security or whatever. That's like your whole time, your comm team. If, if you're not as close to perfect as possible, people's lives could be at, 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 at like in danger there. Right. Like, and so I think, and I agree, man, like that definitely set a different light, right. It set a tone for me, uh, continuing on in my career, being, being with the, with the infantry retirement as well, man. So yeah, no, I completely understand that. Do you like it? it it's completely different mentality there. Right? Oh, it's and, two different worlds from a battalion to a base level. Oh, I mean, two different worlds. Hundred percent, man. It's just it's that 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 combat mentality, right? That readiness mentality that that you have when when you're at an infantry battalion. Okay, so no, I, I no, I completely understand that, right? And like having good mentors, I I had a great comm chief while I was there too. He definitely pushed me to my limits more than anybody that I had worked for before and they taught me a lot about myself right so I, I can I can almost imagine like you probably had the same kind of experience when you were when you were with the infantry battalion as well having having that one one leader that just pushes you harder and, and, and in a different way yeah just getting rude yep yep all right um based on what you know now what what, what kind of advice would you give someone um, whether it be someone transitioning from military IT, let's actually, I'll ask you both of them. I'll ask you both questions. So what would you, what kind of recommendation or what kind of advice would you give somebody that's transitioning from the military IT slash cybersecurity into the civilian sector, whether they, they continue to work with the DOD or the government, or if they just go straight public to the civilian sector, what kind of advice would you give them? No, I, I wouldn't even base it on who they go to work for. I, so I do a lot of training. I have a lot of classes with, uh, you know, a lot of individuals, a lot of them very young guys. And I, I find myself doing a lot of motivational speeches, especially, <laughs> especially when I'm doing training for guys in the military, you know, because, you know, I, I guess I, I would, I see them as, you know, my successors, uh, granted, you know, from, you know, 20 years ago, but I always push them. Look, look, guys, like if, if you want to succeed, I mean, you have to, like, if you want to do good in this, you know, well, first of all, I'm, I'm always like, all right, well, who, 
who wants to stay in it? Who, who wants to, you know, so the ones that do, I'm like, all right, well, you know, I try to explain, all right, well, um, it's such a fast paced industry. You kind of have to pick a niche, you know, you, you're going to need to love what you do. You're going to need to really spend a lot of time, uh, to focus. So I always ask, well, you know, like, do you want to be successful? They're like, yeah, yeah, I want to be successful. And I'm like, well, okay, well, how bad do you want it? You know, because yeah. every time I would go ask what these kids do and I'm, I'm like, what do you like to do? And they're like, oh, I like to play video games. Oh, I like to, you know, I, I, you know, it'd be this, I mean, constant. I'm like, well, I like to play video. I was like, well, cause I haven't heard one of you guys say, I like to go and study on my off time. Right. Or I like to do this. Or, I want to get better. You know, none of them say that. So I'm like, well, I mean, I hear what you're saying to me. You're saying, yeah, I want to do, I want to be super successful, but I'm not hearing when I ask, you know, an hour later, what you guys like to do. Like, I'm not yeah. hearing anybody like with that, that mentality, like, yeah, I like to study. I like to get ahead. I want to, you know, um, cause a lot of them, they'll, they'll go on deployments and I'm like, all right, well, what else is there to do? You're out in the <laughs> yeah. middle of nowhere, like study, get certified, do this, like better yourself, go to college remotely, you know, if you can, um, and they yeah, I would definitely say most colleges these days, they, they support the whole remote military thing these days. Yeah. So my advice, I'm always, like I said, I, I do so much, so many classes and I'm in front of so many people. I just, you know, and, and I get that it's a, a common question, but I, so I was like, I, I, I answer the question with a question, like how, you know, how bad do you want it? You know? And then if you want it real bad, what are you going to do to get it? So, and then, you know, so, I leave, you know, it's on them, you know, I, I can oh, yeah. give them industry specific advice if they ask, it just depends. But yeah, it, for me, it's a, you know, you gotta be hungry. You have to be willing to do what other people won't do, you know? So like, how are you going to compete with your peer group to, but to be better than them or, you know? Yeah. So it just depends, but that's kind of my advice is, you know, just work hard and love what you do. So Okay. What about what would you give or what kind of advice would you give to somebody that's transitioning, but not necessarily from the military, from anything other than military IT, like they don't have really, and maybe they have some IT smarts a little bit, right. But they're looking to get into IT post their service. What kind of advice would you give them? Ooh, well, uh, these days, man, it's so competitive out there. Like if, if not having a, a background in IT, Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I mean, I, I guess the quick, the quick answer would be just get certified to show that you've got some sort of expertise in some sort of area. Um, not now, not everybody cares about certifications. Like me personally, if I do interviews at Microsoft, I really don't care what certifications they have or, you know, but if they can pass a multi, you know, multi-call, like if we do five different interviews and they, and they, can pass these interviews because you're not going to know what somebody knows and like, talking to them for 30 or 45 minutes. Right. Um, so, you know, that's why we do so many different interviews. Cause you know, if you want, if, if there's going to be somebody on your team, you want to know that, uh, you know, a problem could be passed to them within the technology that we support and, and they don't need to come to you for every single thing, you know, cause why hire them if, if you're going to do all their work. Right. But if they're just starting out, you know, get some sort of certification you know, show that you have some sort of competence um, and don't try to brain dump it because that's just such a, you know, you can, but who are you hurting? You know, you're hurting yourself. So that's just a, a, 
Yeah. I mean, just have the drive, you know, to, to, you know, to succeed and then um, make it happen. So, and then another guy, actually, matter of fact, it's funny. <laughs> now we're talking about, there's this guy, I'm not going to you know, say names. I was actually at a bar and this is maybe a year and a half ago. He's a, he's like a, he's a rapper. He, like, he wants to be a professional rapper. <laughs> okay. But uh, he heard me talk about IT or something and then, you know, started chatting. And he's like, hey, man, you know, just as a backup, <laughs> in, case, in case it doesn't work out, you know, I, I'm trying to get into IT, you know. So then we just started talking about it. And I'm like, all right, well, what's your plan? You know, like, we're, here's, here's a napkin. Draw it out. What's your what's your plan? <laughs> so, no, I'm serious. He's got YouTube videos. I, I should go. I don't know. I don't have links or anything, but he showed me one of his videos on YouTube of his uh you know, some of his, uh, his songs or whatever, but I, I, I was entertained, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what? It's, it is redundancy is good. Right. You know, yeah. have that, <laughs> have that back out plan. So he, he, he wanted it, but I said, Hey man, map it out. What do you, what's your plan? What, like, what do you want to do? And then I just talked about like getting different certs and where it'd be good and then figuring out what you like and, and going from there. Cause a lot of people, if they don't know what they're, what's available in the IT world, you know, maybe they like networking, maybe they like storage, maybe they like security, maybe they like, you know, of programming it just depends on what you like to do but a lot of people don't even know what's out there what the options are so it's hard to map out if you don't know what's there so but it's funny i sat with this guy for like an hour just chatting it up drawing on napkins and trying to you know help him out you know i'm sitting there anyway so yeah i I, rent that's random you just triggered that memory (laughs) that's funny dude that's also though right like he wanted. He wants to be a professional rapper. Like that's what he. That's what he wants his profession. Yeah. But yeah, like, wanna... you know what? It might not work out because the music industry is kind of hard. So yeah, let me get some information about this. <laughs> yeah, so I try to help him out a little bit. I, 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 I go to that bar all the time, so I don't know. I haven't seen him in a while, but I, I had to go ask him how he's doing. If next time I see him, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ask how it's doing. So if I see him again, I don't know. Yeah, that's funny. So. Over the last 20 years. So you said you've been in IT for a little over 20 years now. Yep. Let's say 21, 22, 23, 24 years now you've been yep. in, in IT. What is probably the most thing that like has changed, whether it be like mentality, whether it be like employment of something, what would you say? Like over the last 24 years, what has been the biggest change you've seen and how did you successfully transition with that through the last 24 years? Ooh, biggest change. I mean, obviously technology changes so much, you know? So like when I started, it was far more basic, you know, especially what, what I was working with to what's out there today with cloud services and the, the you know, even the, just the, the options for redundancy and, continuity of operations and failover and automation and just the complexity, the complexity of everything is just like tenfold. I mean, it's probably even more than that, but it's just so much more complex. Right. That's why it's even harder to like pick a niche and get good at one thing, you know? Um, yeah. Cause you know, I, I started, you know, in high school, I mean, I had a computer forever, but as far as professionally doing, I didn't really quote unquote professionally start doing it until after training in the Marine Corps. Ooh, man, it also depends on the industry that you're in. You know, like if I was in, you know, banking, like security bank, I mean, it, 
I guess it would just depend, but my background is, you know, government. So I don't know, man, that's, that's a, it's just, yeah, I mean, the, just the, the technology moves so fast, it, it changes so fast. But the other thing is the speed of government's not that super fast either though. So right. we're generally behind a couple of revs. So we're not even, it just depends on, you know, the branch of government or branch of military or, you know, budgets. I mean, there's a lot of factors, but yeah, just trying to, well, for me, the biggest thing is just trying to keep my nose above water and trying to stay ahead so that if I'm going to go do some project, I can have input or be able to do it because let's say, all right, we, you know, we got this brand new product server 2019 or server 2022. Well, nobody's done a 2022 migration unless you're internal to Microsoft or right. you know, so few people. So you have some major corporation that wants to do something and they want to use all these new features, but nobody has any experience because it just went to product release. And, you know, other than you have an access to the beta. Right. So yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, just really, it's just trying to keep your nose above water, trying to stay on top of what's new, but, but then it also depends because if, if you know, you're not going to need that for five years because of the industry that you're in, then you're not going to go learn it, you know? Right. So, yeah, but, it's, but that also puts you at a disadvantage. You know, you want to try and stay on the, the latest and greatest. So you're always ahead of your, that, that power curve and your, your peer group and, you know, keeps your options for, you know, moving to a different career if you wanted uh, open uh, or, you know, you just have more options if you, if you, you've got that, you know, that experience in the newer item or the new, you know, new technologies. That's about all I got on that one. <laughs> Okay. No, that's good, man. No, yeah, like I've been in 15 years now and same thing, man. Like even just over the 15 years that I've been, shoot, just over the last four years, I would even say there's been a major change in, in technology usage, right? Like even in, even in the military with really no formal training on a lot of stuff, they just, you get, throw, you get thrown at you. So you had, like you said, you had to have to drive to go learn it, learn it on your own sometimes. And yeah. if you don't, you're going to be left behind. Right. So is there anything else that you want to say or talk about with the audience or share with them? Uh, no, I mean, like I said, same thing I always tell my classes, like just, you know, be hungry, you know, like do, do, do something, you know, to, so you also do things that uh, will motivate you to do additional things. Like, so one thing, like, so I, I, I blog at Microsoft. So then you all of a sudden you have all these people reading your stuff and your content and then they ask for more. So now you've got people not necessarily depending on you, but they, that kind of motivates you to keep putting more content out, which motivates you to keep learning, which, you know, so if you do things to push yourself as well, that'll also be, be good. Um, so that's one of the things that I do to try to make myself keep pushing and keep putting out content that people don't already know about. But speaking of that, I need to go, I'm overdue for another blog. So I need to go, <laughs> I need to go write one. I've got a whole bunch of content. I just need to put it together. So what's uh, your favorite subject, right? Of blogging about? Oh, uh, well, most of my blogs on DNS, I like DNS stuff. So just digging it and picking it apart, but I, you know, I can't publish you know, any, any internal code stuff or, right. I mean, some of the logic you can talk about, but yeah, I, I pick a lot of stuff apart and show people how I pick it apart and, you know, talk about things like, you know, providers and, you know, differences in OSs and like a lot of, now a lot of stuff is, you know, I do a lot of DNS policy stuff and things that people like, I'll like if, 
so one of the aliases that I support internal to Microsoft is the DNS alias. And we get all kinds of questions. So if I have all these questions coming from the networking team about DNS, then, and if I'm getting questions from the ones that support it, then I think that's a good, you know, that's good content to put out publicly, you know, some, you know, something I can talk about it. Right. Um, Cause if there's misnomers internally, then there's definitely misnomers externally. So, you know, things like, like one of the, Next ones I'll be doing is, a, you know, the, the difference in the legacy debug logging versus the analytic logging, because it's a super common question. And we're always asking, why are you using that? And then we talk about how non-performant the legacy way is. And there's a bunch of, you know, reasons you don't want to use it. So that's right. one of the things I'll be doing is comparing those two different logging types and discussing the performance issues and all that stuff, if I ever get to it. So... <laughs> Yeah, so I just do a lot. Most of my blog will likely stay with DNS because like the next like probably ten or fifteen topics I have is mainly on that. But every once in a while I'll find some super interesting thing, some edge case, and then I'll write about that, which will which won't be about DNS or something I'm working on um, with some customer somewhere. Okay. Uh, oh, that's yeah. No, I um, I've read some of your blogs. Um, and for all the listeners, I will um, post uh, the, the blog link in the show notes. So if you guys are interested in reading Eric's blogs, learning some, learning some cool stuff, I'll put, the, I'll put the link in the closing section of the show notes um, so you have that. And if anybody listened to my first episode, I was talking about trying to start a blog and stuff. Eric is actually the one that I had talked to the most about it and trying to get started with it. And I definitely like trying to put, put words on paper is, is hard, right? Putting your thoughts on a paper and in a constructive manner that makes sense. And that's enticing for people to read. That is, I I think that's pretty difficult, man. Like that, I think that takes a talent that not everybody has, right? Like reading your stuff, it flows great and it, and it makes sense. And it's extremely informational and educational, right? Yeah. I I tried doing that and it didn't work out too good for me. Well, it's super time consuming. I was like, I try to write like I'm chatting with you, you know, like it's yeah. a blog, but I don't want it to be a white paper because I don't like to read white papers. So I, I like to read like, um, you know, it's, you know, like a fun article, even though it's, I, and I know they're like a lot of stuff I'm talking about is super boring content, but it's, you know, it's not meant for necessarily fun reading. It's meant to solve a problem or, or, you know, help somebody out with something they're struggling with at their, at their job. But, but no, I try to make it conversational. I try to make, I try to make the content fun. I try to make it flow, but man, I'll tell you like one blog could take me 40 hours, like you know, to do the research and some of the stuff, digging some of the stuff apart. And then, and then I will change the thing 50. I'll post it to our internal group, yeah. which we have a ton of content reviewers and then I'll change it 50 times and then I'll post it publicly and I'll, and then I'll still find things and I'll change it two or three times. And it's just <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, you know, and it's, I'm so, I'm just so particular about how I want things. So then I'll, I'll go change it and then I'll, so yeah, it's a, it's, it's just time consuming, but I guess, you know, some people don't realize that. So, but yeah, it, it, it got better a few years back at Microsoft before that was as far as posting blogs, a little, little harder before and a little more, uh, your stuff would get picked apart. Cause I used to blog, you know, over 10 years ago as well. I ended up just doing it on a, a partner site is just easier. And, uh, now, I mean, there's, it's, I mean, cause you know, have to have legal look at it. You don't have to have like 500 people read through your stuff, pick it apart. But you know, by the time it gets published, it, it's the content years anymore. Now it's not, it's not as strict as it was before, you know, as long as you're still meeting all the rules and, you know, we're legally good to go, then 
will post, you know, but, um, no, it's, it's, I like it. It's good. It's good stuff. And then, you know, I like engaging people, like people with their questions and, um, you know, if I find some super interesting, I'll put it out there. I'll, I'll get questions from all kinds of organizations. So it's fun. I love what I do. So that's, that's kind of a, a key thing into picking a career is just, you got to love what you do. It makes a huge difference. It definitely does. And I would say in today's, at least in the Marine Corps, I don't know about other services because I don't know how their MOSs are broken out and like specialties and stuff, but I definitely know in the Marine Corps, sometimes it's hard to find that niche, right? Because there's so many things that we're responsible for and it's hard to find that niche. But I, I, I said it on, on my previous show, like find the one thing that you definitely enjoy and then be great at that and good at everything else. As long as you're good at everything, at least a little bit, right? And then find a way to enjoy, what you enjoy the most and then be great at that. So yeah, no, definitely having the passion and, and taking pride in, in what you do and, and what, and what you provide to people. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. Dude, Eric, yeah. I, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Yeah, man. Is I said, I told everybody that like, Hey, when's the next episode coming out? Hey, don't worry, man. It's, it's monthly. Wait, wait a minute. I, I like how we are just keeping it conversational, right? Cause that's, that's what I want. I want to be like somebody to, like you just, like you said, sitting in a bar and just talking, right? Like, so I hope, I hope it's felt like that for you at least. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I got stories and I might got so many things, so many random things we talk about. It just depends on the topic, but yeah. Good chat, man. Yeah, dude. I appreciate it, man. Um, before we go, I want to honor the 12 Marines and one sailor that had um, been killed in Afghanistan by that, by the bomber. And then the sailors that recently had crashed, in a helicopter off uh, of the ship. I want to honor those yeah. guys too. A lot of us only, they, they only, a lot of times they only talk about the ones that are like combat related, right? Those are the only ones that really get publicized, but every, whether it be training or real world operations, um, we need to honor them all and remember, them. never forget, never forget them. 100%. So, yep. Eric, again, man, it's, it's been a pleasure, dude. Like I always have, I always love talking to you, man, because we could talk for <laughs> hours, dude. Like, like the other day when we were on the phone, my wife's like, who are you talking to? I'm like, oh, it's Eric. She's like, you guys have been on the phone for like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got to keep it. Got to got to keep up the conversations with, I got to keep up with people. Like when I'm yeah. doing my long commutes from different states, if I drive, I try to catch up with everybody, you know, because yeah. I, and I'm bad about that. You know, like if you oh, know, I'm horrible, but, I'm horrible at calling people. I'm bad about keeping up with people, but I make it a point if I'm, if I have like a six and a half, seven hour drive yeah. to like call my parents, call, you know, call my friends, call like call whoever just to see what's going on in the world. Cause I'm real bad about it otherwise. So, cause I, I have a regiment. I'm just like from seven 30 in the morning till midnight. I like during the week, I just stay busy and the weekends I try to, you know, I, I try to do family time and uh, work on projects. So it just, it just depends. I mean, so I just have, I have like a set, a set schedule I try to stay on and, and, uh, and even that's what changes up based on where I'm going and what I'm doing and time zones and all that stuff. So you just got to make it work, but yeah. I'm trying to be better about communicating at least to keep up with people. Yeah. So. I'm trying to get better at that too. I'm like on all kinds of different like social media platforms, like not mainly keep up like with people on LinkedIn though, but yeah, no, man. Like, again, I appreciate you coming on the show, dude. And um, it's definitely been an honor talking to you. 
All right, man. We'll take it easy. I'm going to drop and go work on some stuff. All right, man. I'll talk at you later. And thank you again, everybody, for listening to another episode of The Bunkhouse. Um, in the closing section of the show notes, you will find a link to Eric's blog. Um, you also find links to uh, the Phoenix cast. You can follow them on Twitter. Um, it also has their link to their podcast itself. Um, also, if you want to reach out, ask questions on the show, be a guest on the show, you can email us at thebunkhousecast at outlook.com. You can also follow us um, on Twitter at bunkhousecast. And then also on Facebook at Bunkhouse Cast or just search the Bunkhouse Podcast. All right. Again, thank you everybody. Have a great day.